0: We're actually going to put that on hold because we're now welcomed by our special guest of the evening, actor and magician extraordinaire, Rich Manley. Rich, good to have you on Below the Belt,
1: man. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: I think this is only our second magician ever on our show in the long history of our show, so we're excited. Oh, we, we, all right. We hope you might have something ready to show us. You know, technically,
2: uh-huh. I also dabble a little bit. Oh, yes. Nick,
0: you do, you do dabble in magic. You get your, you little, got your little rubber band trick. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm just teasing, Nick. Just... Uh,
1: magic happening before I got on here. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we finally figured out the magic of getting you on, Rich. So that was good.
1: Yeah, well, that was the real magic trick right there. So, uh, how's everyone doing? That hey, minutes?
0: it's great to have you on Below the Bell. And of oh, course, man. I got, I got to say, man, that trailer looks so dope, dude. What a concept! You're, you're traveling different countries. You're bridging cultures through magic. It's gonna be on the Tubi channel. Um, you're the host, producer, and writer. And you see all these cultures, and you show these cultures all your magic tricks. And I think it's a really cool concept. It's kind of like what well, I guess what Anthony Bourdain was doing uh, with food, but you're doing it with magic, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, that's it in a nutshell. You know, it's kind of like yeah. Anthony Bourdain meets David Blaine meets Bear grills, I guess. That's yes. cool. I okay, think it, it's huh? only
3: Bear grills if you eat polar bear poop, though. Do you eat polar bear <laughs>
1: You eat worms. Uh, no, I, you know, that I wouldn't say I'm too far off from that. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> first of all, it's a very original concept. How did you come up with it?
1: Um, well, I, I, it kind of happened because uh, my grandfather was an adventurer and he was a surgeon. Back in the 40s, they taught him sleight of hand so that he would be better with his fingers for surgery. And then he traveled to different areas, remote cultures in the Amazon, um, to tribes there in Tibet. And he was basically learning their spiritual and holistic um, healing practices to include in his own um, study. But he also did magic for a lot of these people. And uh, when he passed away, he left me this travel journal that pinpointed every spot he went to and uh, all these remote areas. So... The show kind of came out of uh, me receiving the journal and following this roadmap of everywhere he went and e- exploring, adventuring, meeting these cultures and doing magic for them, and then learning uh, learning about them. That
2: That's is very cool. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, bro. I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So which
0: which culture it. has reacted the most uniquely to your magic? <clears throat>
1: um, I think, you know... I think South America and Peru, they they kind of, uh, they reacted well to it, but I think they kind of knew it was a trick. Um, when okay. I was in Ethiopia, uh, they thought I was some kind of wizard, so... Yes!
4: <laughs> That's all yeah. great. They, they all right. would think that, yeah. So no one tried yeah. to, like, stone you or anything?
1: No. I mean, I got shot at, but then it was unrelated to magic, so... You actually got shot, shot, shot at? at? Really? There you go. Yeah. Well, we Shout were... Yeah, we, we were, um, we were involved in some tribal warfare that was happening in Omo Valley. And, um, I, you know, I was with the director and the cinematographer and the photographer and, um, we were deep in the middle of nowhere. And we just heard from our guide and our fixer saying, okay, well, we can't go any further because there's war happening, uh, between tribes and land, uh, between the mercy tribe. They have these giant lip gauge rings mm-hmm. and, uh, everybody wanted to go back. And I said, no, let's keep going. And uh, they, yeah, They're and like they, it, dude, we'll go live. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. And so the director tried to stop me and I, I said, well, let's put it to a vote. Who wants to go? Whoever doesn't want to go can stay. And eventually I won them over. We went and um, we actually got in over our heads. We, we met up with some militants. They had us at gunpoint. They told us to turn around. Wow. Um, and uh, you know, we, we, we got out of there yeah damn wow holy smokes
0: i mean i would think the opposite would happen rich like um when c-3po in return of the jedi uh was doing his levitation the ewoks started bowing before him did anybody (laughs) did anybody take the magic in the opposite way and just started bowing at your feet
1: um yeah yeah you you know i think uh, again Africa it seemed like you know because they have very strong beliefs with with magic I, you know in Namibia I was with the Himba tribe and um they they kind of ran away so I don't know if it was mm-hmm. bowing it was more running away and and terrible. they were like
2: oh shit and then cut loose yeah yeah
1: <laughs> you know that being said after the smoke cleared after we did the trick we're like no 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 come back it's okay he's not a, you know a warlock uh and um I'm then they kind of welcomed me and said, oh, okay, let's do some dancing for you and everything. We get into trick. So um, that was my saving grace.
4: Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow.
2: Do you commonly do like card magic or like gimmick stuff? Like what, what kind of, what's your preferred or expertise, so to speak?
1: Uh, well, you know, I do mainly a lot of the stuff is card stuff. I mean, I always have a deck of cards on me. You know, when I'm driving down the highway, I have one hand on the wheel and the other is like shuffling cards. And- yeah. <laughs> Doing so- your one-handed cuts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of sleight of hand stuff. I mean, I will do things with coins and, you know, everyday objects if I see them, um, you know, make a trick out of that. But a lot of it is focused on cards, which is difficult actually – I have to change a lot of that when I went to other cultures because when you have them pick a card, it's difficult to communicate uh, what you want them to do with the card, choosing the card, all this like, right. visual yeah. magic like levitations or disappearing. Right. Something like that is just, it works a lot better when you're doing overseas and mm-hmm. stuff.
2: And then if you're in places like the Amazon, I bet the humidity fucked with your cards a lot, didn't it? Yeah, no,
1: I, I, that's actually, <laughs> true. I had
2: you
3: these know cards you that know, were like, benched. that makes so
2: much sense. I know. Yeah. A, I mean, I, I got my deck right here, bro. Where's, where's yours at? Yeah, well, I got cards <laughs> everywhere. Ah, there it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. Yep. Oh, man.
0: Oh, man. I, I, I do want to see, are we able to see something, um, right here on during our, during our chat? Were you, were you able to show us something live, Rich?
1: Um, you know, yeah, I guess I could. I guess I, right. this is in um, no way planned. So if it goes wrong, because <laughs> no one yeah. told me to do magic.
4: So, <laughs> all right. Well, that's the uh, first on BTV now. Yeah, yeah. we
0: had a we okay. had a hypnotist on once. Um, I promise he, I won't call it so. if you
1: flash, bro. You're good. All right, all right, good, good. Okay, so um, we're going to virtually have you pick a card uh, because all I've got right now is some cards. So we'll uh let's see we'll give them a quick couple of cuts here just to wow. make sure a little cardistry wow
2: fancy super fancy yo
3: my shuffling is throw them all on the table and then just put them back together right
4: exactly <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm just
1: saying I, my
4: fingers well, are way too no, fat I mean, to do that that works shit.
1: too it just takes a lot longer so um, whoa
0: that's cool not bad, bro.
1: <laughs> so I'm I'm actually gonna show you how to do a trick it's it's actually better if I teach you because it's just easier to do that so um, okay. Okay, so let's say right now I've got uh, these cards, and let's say I'm just going to – normally I have somebody say stop. So I riffle through them, and the person that I choose to say, oh, let's say uh, Alexis, just tell me when to stop.
3: Okay. Stop.
1: Right there. So what I have you do is I normally have you look at this card. And so I'll show the camera right here. It's the four – I can see it too. That's okay. It's the four of uh, clubs. Mm. Now – I would have you push the card in here, which you can't do. Uh, there we go. <laughs> up, we'll up, do it great. Door.
3: I did it virtually. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, that was
1: <laughs> good. All right, so here, and here, here, and again. This.
2: I love the cardistry, man.
1: Oh, yeah. And cutting cardistry,
2: the- what a cool word cardistry. Cardistry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah wow oh dude youtube car there's a bunch of shit on there okay go for it
1: no 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 uh let's see okay so it's here nope uh no see i told you that you shouldn't uh,
3: (laughs) (laughs) Ah,
1: yeah there it is the four
0: clubs in your mouth (laughs) ambitious sir ambitious that was dope. All right, now, oh, how, all right. now how, how often it.
3: do you do the form four of clubs in your mouth trick with women or men? <laughs> well, I don't, <laughs> I don't really say
0: do so
1: much for, for the men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry,
0: sorry, Oleg. We have uh representing the LGBT community, Mister Oleg, over that here. Sucks I, I think he's cute. <laughs> 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 Maybe in another life, Oleg. But yeah. yes, does it help with the women? You never okay. know. The the magic tricks uh, probably, you know, oppress a lot of women. I heard that's
4: that's why a lot of magicians get get into it, is for, like, you know, something to do with uh, women and try to pick up women with it. Is that true? Yeah.
1: Well, when I was, like, in my teens, I – because I started when I was 10, and then uh, I was doing it for for good and for light, and then I started doing it for evil. So Mm -hmm. that's the (laughs) thing that I I, I look at. Um, But I (laughs) – yeah. And then after, you know, after that phase, I just kind of then it just became okay, I do magic whenever I feel like it now. It's just, you know, one of those things. Um but I used to work at a at a restaurant when I was um like in my early 20s, I was a bartender and I used to do magic tricks for people that would come into the bar at, I think it was a TJ Fridays. And so everyone's doing all the bottle tricks and everything and um so I was doing card tricks for people at the bar, but I wasn't serving anyone any drinks. So the manager was obviously not happy with me, and he pulled me into, the, <laughs> the, you know, the office and say, "Look, Rich, it's great, you know, but you're not serving anyone, and my other bartenders hate you, you know." And, <laughs> so, and I said, you know, because I was kind of a little bit of a this confident guy then, and I said, I said, "Well, you're making more money though because people are coming in to see me, right?" And he's like. Yes, so uh, <laughs> I'm not fire you, but yeah. try to serve more drinks. And so I said, <laughs> and so you know, I, I eventually I tried to balance it out. But I was never good at holding a job because I was just always trying to entertain people with magic tricks. I actually did a Abercrombie and Fitch uh, when you do the shirtless greeting. Yeah, and uh, I hated that. What? Yeah, you, you greet people shirtless. I was like 21. Yeah, you do that at the malls. They got old like. Yeah, so I did Don't that. you remember, um... Like, like, ours, wait, am I shopping at the knowledge. wrong
3: malls? Like, I, I don't, don't understand.
1: No, Maybe I remember that. they don't do it anymore. Don't do it anymore. I don't I think, think that, do that they do. Okay, oh, they I did a Towson up, they up they here, auto. too. Yeah, there, there was a time. And, you, was, you know, I, I did that, and I was well, just... Well, do it now. Do it do it. Oh, okay, oh, like, stop. Oh, like, stop. Behave, behave. Yeah. So, anyway, I was doing that. And, um... You know, I got fired from. Well, they didn't. They didn't fire me. They just. They. They would just get mad at me because I. Again, I was doing card tricks. I was leaving the store and doing chasing people down and doing magic tricks like the shirtless magic <laughs> tricks. Without All a right, shirt. No, I'm just, I'm just yeah. Ask, I'm yeah. A
3: shirtless magician. I think I might be okay
1: with this. <laughs> you know,
4: <there's laughs> money than that. Well, what kind yeah. of trick? Yeah, has- there's gotta be. Yeah. What kind of magic trick was best for um, picking up women?
1: <laughs> uh, you need something, Josh. Yeah. Um, did, uh, am
4: I giving you tips here? Is this... Uh, yes. a, yeah, I mean, if it yes. works, yeah. <laughs> if you're if giving, giving me writing
3: away. material. It's not really tips for me, but writing material for me. So writing please tips. continue.
4: Is that tips um, for nexus or... Oh, good. Oh, good. like, I but think, it's for me.
1: So so really, the tricks you want to... get This is going to get me in trouble, but... Okay, so the tricks you want to <laughs> do is normally... So, magic is a lot of psychology. So a lot of sure. the times... It's a very unassuming craft. And when you're doing magic for people, you want to be unassuming. You don't want to seem like uh, a confidence man, which is basically like a swindler and a really good liar. And you don't want to come across that way. And a good right. magician is good at being charming and, and coming across in a way that um, you don't suspect that they're doing something. And so, a lot of times, the best magic tricks for that scenario would be something with, where you're able to, to hold it, to, to make contact and say, here, hold this, or hold my hand, hold my hand, look into my eyes, think of the card, think wow. of the card. And you would do this moment, you'd have this moment, and it makes them uncomfortable, but at the same time, you're like, okay, you've thought of a card, you've thought of a card, keep thinking about it. And then at that point, I used to do this trick where the card used to appear in my veins of what they were thinking about, which right. was, which uh, they were like, well, you know, this, this what's what going on with this guy? But That sounds uh,
3: painful, I mean. I'm not- Every-
1: it, it sounds pretty baller, actually. I'm, I'm, I yeah. dig it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but that was just it's a lot of stuff like that, where it's just eye contact, you know, here, when hold on to my hand.
3: Doing, when you were doing this uh, this show, um, what what was it like, did you notice that, especially with other cultures, did you notice that there were um, more women than men interested in what you were doing or more? or more like accepting or or curious? Like, did you notice that there was a clear difference in in any culture?
1: Um, Yeah, it varies. Um, The kids were very, you know, some of the children in some of these areas were very fascinated. They loved it because a lot of them only get the chance to ever see magic um, if they have the luxury of TV or um, being able to watch a magician. Right. And most of the time, especially, like, deep in Omo Valley or in Namibia or any other uh, tribal area in Africa, they, they don't normally get to see that. So when you do a magic trick for them, especially the younger um, the younger kids, it's very fascinating for them. You know, boy or girl, they just – they love it. When it comes to, you know, some of the, the people that I've done the magic for, you know, in the Amazon, Peru, and other reasons, regions, um, it's really – it's kind of fifty. It's it's even, you know. I've had I've done it for a group in Ethiopia of women who just ran. I've had it for for <laughs> some guys. I did. A, I floated one of his rings and he ran, you know. So wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it really just it's it's equal, I'd say. Okay, that's how interesting. How was it with the? Uh, I'm sorry.
2: How was it with the uh, with the language barrier? Like, would you have translator there to assist
1: you, or were you just kind of winging it? Uh. They, well, I did. I did have fixtures, so I had people who would translate yeah. for me. Um, Sri Lanka was the worst because I went there, and um, the translator, uh, who he was such a sweet guy, actually had a really good heart. Um, but they set me up with with him, and he didn't speak English that well, so it was mm. it, it was it was not the be- the best way to get around the country. Um, he was more concerned about. Um, if I liked his Prius, then where we were going. Oh. <laughs> so it just was a constant banter of, uh, of, Oh no, no, I take you this way. He's, but my Prius very nice. Very nice. Yes. Right. Like, it's nice. This is the hundredth time. You've, yes. have got to go, we've got to go, we got to go. go this way. And so it was a struggle trying to, um, get to where I wanted to go, which was the Veda people, which is an indigenous, uh, people in uh, Sri Lanka. they very fascinating people, but, um, getting there probably took a lot longer than it should have because I had to keep him on course to going where I, where I wanted. But, uh, but you know, it happens.
4: How, how did, you, <laughs> how,
1: how did yeah. you negotiate? Like
0: you just arrived and how did you find like people to agree to be televised and I'm just curious about some
3: logistics?
0: Sure. Yeah. Some producer help. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do a lot of research on my own just uh, with – I always check out or buy books um, on the culture, on the region. Um, I go online and I Google different um, areas. I I normally look at a couple of uh, things. It's the location in terms of the beauty of where we can get the most beautiful shots and then the adventure aspect, where I can get the the most adventure with beauty – and then the cultural aspect of, of where is the, the, the most culture that I can get that's, that's remote. And so I combine those elements when I do my research. And then um, I bring a, a producer on board uh, who has been working with me uh, through this whole thing. And they kind of take it from there after I've done my research, set everything up. And, you know, we contact the, the people in um, the country before we go. And then uh, everything's just, just ready for us.
0: Cool. Awesome. I want to talk a, lo- a little bit about some of your acting projects, Rich, because uh, uh, I'm reading here just some really cool projects you worked on. Um, includes, of course, uh, working with Cameron Diaz in Night and Day and Tom Cruise. My gosh, Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz and James Mangold's Night and Day, which I did see also on your IMDb. T- tell us a little bit about that experience.
1: That was fun. That was like uh, that was my first uh a uh, big movie so i kind of was a little nervous about what to expect um james was really nice uh we had a great conversation he and i and um you know so it was wonderful working with him i didn't get a chance to work with tom cruise but i wanted to because i really like tom cruise it's like this weird thing and my friends are always like why do you i don't know why you like tom and i'm just like i don't know i like tom cruise stop stop messing with me so I always wanted
3: to <laughs> that's, that's rich's pass sounds like. Yeah, yeah,
1: so so I just, I I wanted to meet him, Uh, didn't get the chance, but I worked with uh, Maggie Grace and uh, Cameron Diaz, and uh, oh, yes, yeah,
0: lovely, both of them are lovely,
1: yeah, and they were, they were great, Um, Maggie was great uh, to work with, and Cameron Diaz was just such a blast, you know, when the cameras were off, she was telling, telling stories of, you know, party stories, and she was in her cowboy boots, like, so that, you you know, she had her dress on, because it was a, a wedding scene, but she had cowboy boots because they weren't filming that. They were doing close-ups, so she'd just be wearing her cowboy boots, and she was all like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm going to do after. I'm having a good time. You know, this is great. And so she was uh, just such a, a, a bright personality, so it was fun to, to be around her. Cool.
0: Yeah, I actually she worked She kind of seems
1: kinda- like it. I work with
0: Cameron too, and, and everything you said is true. In the independent film called My Father's House, with the late great Larry Holden, who actually is also an actor in Batman Begins.
1: Um, if you could remind us about your character in Night and Day, Rich? Uh, yeah, so I played this. Uh, I played Danny, which was the firefighter who was marrying um, Maggie Grace. So we had this. Ah,
0: yes. You yes. were Danny.
2: I got to go back and rewatch it now.
0: Yes.
2: Because I remember you. I remember seeing your scene. I'm sorry,
0: yes, to interrupt. I didn't. Totally I know remember. we all we all saw that film when it came out. So a little bit, a little yeah. bit is forgotten sometimes. But yes, wow, well, awesome. a while ago too. So Pretty I mean,
1: yeah, it's a, you know, that's awesome, bro. Well, I'll tell you what I did see, Rich.
0: <laughs> it's a great movie to watch during the holiday season. Is Sleigh Bells, which is uh, oh, did you see that? I watched it today on Amazon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I haven't even seen it. So you, you haven't
1: seen
0: <laughs> <kidding? laughs> it? You haven't even seen your own movie. This is why.
1: Uh, I, I actually yeah, never man. do watch it, So, yeah.
0: Interesting that you, you, you're, are you one of those actors that sometimes doesn't care to check out their own work?
1: Yeah, I never really was very interested. Unless I thought the movie was gonna, like, I'm like, oh, I really want to see this movie. But uh, yeah, I never I never really watched too many of my
4: my uh, jobs, are yeah. are you are you more critical of yourself of yourself when you watch yourself on on film um actually no no i,
1: I i'm very weird if i watch myself on film i'm just like wow well, that looks dumb but whatever i'm just gonna just roll with it you know it is what it is um but i don't get too too critical of it i just um yeah i just i've never watched any, any of the films <laughs> like, man, i don't know what it is so well weird. you
3: is it is it different is it a different feeling when you're an actor versus like when you're when you're hosting a show? Just because like I'm I'm actually working on doing a show kind of similar to the concept that you were doing. Um, oh. Sam's magic, <laughs> of course. Um yeah, that's oh, really? a project wow. I'm developing by the way, Al, by the way. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> forgot to mention that earlier. But like, is it because I really want to pick your brain about this, Van? Like, is it different? being an actor and a character versus being like yourself as a host.
1: Yeah, actually that that is a okay, so that is a good question because um for culture shock, so yeah that that's that's something I had a problem with because being myself, it's it's very weird. I'm always I've been always like playing a character in, in, in my head or just in, in life. Like I'm either you, you know, in an adventure mode, and then I'm adventure guy, which I'm very um you know focused and hyper focused on the activity I'm doing, whether it's rock climbing or uh, whitewater kayaking or martial arts. I get into this mode where it's just like just super focused. And then I'll be in a mode where it's more creative if i'm if I'm writing and I'm I, I, I kind of embody whatever mm. I'm doing. So as yeah. a host, it was hard to figure out how to just be natural. And I would do things on camera. Like I, I, I had, I was eating some coca leaves and I was like foaming at the mouth because I couldn't feel my mouth in Peru. Um, and I was like this, I didn't think this was supposed to happen. And like my mouth was like, I was like losing like <laughs> touch in my lips and they were like sagging and I'm like, guys, this is not good. This is not good. What's happening. And he's like, I oh, don't know it's okay. That's supposed to happen. And I'm like drooling and they're filming this. And then afterwards, as I'm drooling out of my mouth, they say to James, my co-host, I'm like, wait, we shouldn't put this on, on camera. And he's like, no. No, you should. Great.
3: You should. And I'm that's like,
1: real. Yeah. So I have to get used to being kind of like just being kind of an idiot and just and being okay with <laughs> it, you know. Yeah. And, um, I think that was that was something that was hard to just let go and uh, not have to act and be stoic or anything, but like just normal, you know.
0: So yeah. when did yeah. this Longest premiere? Definitely. We know it's yeah. on Tube, Tubi TV, um, but we, we'd love to see the show. We saw the trailer. It was dope. It was awesome. So cool. When can we
1: finally see the actual show, Rich? Uh, it's supposed to premiere uh, the – what's the what's the date today? It's the 14th. It's premiering this month, so it
4: should be out that October 28th. Sweet. Hi. Congratulations. 20th. Congratulations. Oh, yes. oh. That's awesome. So, so I'm reading here that um, it actually – I Had the pleasure of um, being able to um, tour the um, Magic Castle in Hollywood a couple oh, nice. years ago, um, okay. and I, I see I'm reading here that you actually got to uh, perform there. What was that experience like for, for having that wow. kind of honor? That's pretty cool. That was that was
1: fun. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> it was it was interesting because I come from a, a street magic background, so um, I went in, and a lot of these the magicians who are very very talented have a story behind. Their show, and so um, when I went in, Dale, who was the one that was sponsoring me, he he used to be a former president there, and he was sponsoring me for when I when I was performing. Um, One of the constant critiques was, you know, you're used to doing tricks in bars, you're used to doing tricks on the street, you're used to doing magic that's quick and fast because you have to keep people's attention. So when you're doing magic, when you're surrounded by a crowd, the mentality and the psychology of that is so different than when you're on stage, even. If it's a small stage with a table, uh, because your your audience now is viewing you this way and there's nobody behind you really or anybody right. at these angles you have to worry right. about. They're all looking at you and they're all at a distance. So when I have crowds around me, I'll bring somebody in and change the the, the the focus by just moving somebody. Oh, hey. Oh, you. And then the focus is here and here. But now the focus is all here. And I had to kind of learn how to deal with that and also tell a story, mm-hmm. which was which was just difficult for me to, to kind of grasp. And so huh. I ended up just drinking tons of Chardonnay and yes. that's, that's was my performance.
4: Is it harder, is it harder to perform like around your peers, people that know about magic and know how it's done? Um, and you know, it's a lot of your peers would would, would be there at that um, magic castle versus just the average man on the street.
1: Um. Yeah, I think that was that was difficult, and that kind of made me nervous, too, because there was all these magicians who had been doing it there uh, and doing this kind of magic where they just were, had honed the story and they knew what they were doing. And, you know, I was always seeing them watching where they needed to watch, and I couldn't control them. And in an in an environment that I could control where there was people around me, I would, if they were watching me, I would go here, and then I would turn away from them. So now – but – these guys they all knew where to look and I'm like ah it. They all, <laughs> yeah. they all got me. And so uh,
0: that is hurtwack for me. Wow. Know. Yeah, no, I can imagine, you know. You're I mean these are all masters of their craft and you're putting mm. on a show for them. So do it makes you total sense. You
2: would, do you think you'd ever want to do something like Penn and Tellers Fool or something like that?
1: Um Maybe, maybe you know, magic for me is—it's always been something that kind of was in my family because of my grandfather. So it's one of those things that I sort of fell into, and I and I never wanted to be a magician. I kind of wanted to be, uh, I guess, an actor that did magic. So I kind of backtrack from that and say to myself, okay, well, I'm doing this culture shock show. Maybe part of me really is a magician. And that is helping me interact with people. And maybe I need to separate myself from this identity I think I need to have, which is actor who does these things. Right. And just embrace the idea that this is just part of who I am. And, oh, my
3: God. Please tell me you explored that on camera. That would be a ridiculous story to watch on camera unfold. W-
1: we'll do it in the next episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, So. On yeah, the
3: flies, but, baby.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But but it was, you know, it was a a transformational thing because it's something where you kind of have to let yourself go from being somebody you think you're supposed to be and just being yourself. And so um, to answer your question about the magic and doing those those sorts of shows, I think for me what I really found that interests me the most is meeting other cultures. And magic is kind of my calling card to say, hey, nice to meet you. This is who I am. And um, then they're able to share with me a lot of, you know, their traditions and values. And I think that to me is more interesting than me doing uh, just a strict magic show, like, you know, Fool Us or something like that. Cool. Very cool.
0: I do have one more question to ask uh, before we wrap up tonight's interview. Uh, Rich, is your film Acre Beyond the Rye, which I'm seeing on your IMDb, you got Lacey Chabert, you got James Kahn, Lance Hendrickson, who's a legend. You have some great names in this project. And uh, I'm seeing here you're also a writer of this project
1: as well right yes yeah wow. cool yeah. so That's uh awesome. yes yeah, so, so that project i i had written this it, it was crazy because i wrote this this book but it was a screenplay i wanted to write this story and i wanted to write a screenplay and mm-hmm. um a screenplay normally is supposed to be you know if it's a, a page is a minute so uh mm-hmm. you know 90 pages of you know a 90 minute uh, movie roughly and so when I first started writing this thing, I'm like, I, I want to write this this concept that I want to write as a movie. So I wrote this 300-page screenplay, and it was like a, an epic. And so I went to a friend of mine and I said, who was a book writer, and I said, you know what? I think this is better as a book. Here, can you help me put this into a book? And so That's he helped me format it, and then it was published uh, through him and uh, and me as well. I, I was one of the writers, obviously. Yes. And so then after that time went by I, I did that when i was like 23 and then i started my own production company much later and i revisited that book and i said okay now i have the skills from everything that i've done in writing and working at paramount when i used to do that doing script supervising now i know how to format mm-hmm. correctly and so i revisited it i wrote it as a 90 page feature and then i went through my company and my contacts and we started you know the process of getting it getting it made.
3: That's wow. awesome. That so, is so nice.
1: awesome. Are you uh, post production or pre production? We still have stuff to to shoot in that. That that okay. project became a really big project and it became time sensitive with the corn because a lot of it is is dependent on the season of the corn and and okay. that area. So we're we're almost done with it though. Please. Almost
0: done. Nice. Yeah. Oh, dude, we can't
1: right. wait, man.
0: Rich, man, wow. it's, it, it was an it was a magical interview. Yeah. Have you on the Philip show? How often do you get that? It was a magical interview, It was a magical time.
4: That was a planned outro. I yeah. <laughs> we thank you now, so before much. before you disappear. <laughs> oh
0: my God! <gosh. laughs> ah! I love bad funny. puns. I love it, dude. Yes, I mean, and the live magic trick really made my night, dude. That was yeah, really cool. Awesome. Awesome. Rich, before we let you go, if you could uh, let us know who you are, a little promo, I'll throw out a plug for um, for the um, the upcoming show on Tubi, and then let us know you're on Below the Belt.
1: Sure, sure. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm Rich Manley. I'm an adventurer and an illusionist, and I travel around the world uh, seeking out remote cultures and uh, using my magic to bridge cultures and in turn, they teach me about their traditions and uh, spirituality and whatnot. Um, The show Culture Shock is coming out on the Tubi TV uh, network. It should be out by October 20th, and you can get updates and all that through www.cultureshockmagic.com, and uh, you can also see some of my exploits on uh, my Instagram, which is richcmanly, and also I have a personal website, which is expeditionrich.com, and I am on Below the Belt Show. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. You know, you're doing
4: promos.
0: I know. One take wonder,
1: man. I don't know what happened,
4: so I do I'm to just
1: blacked out there for a second. I'm going
3: to say all, all right. the information I want.
4: <laughs> Let's do a group um, a group of snapshot here. All right, everybody um, when count, okay, One, <laughs> two, three. Awesome.
3: Oh, I was actually in
0: that
4: one. Thank God. Okay. Oh, we got it. All right. Yep.
0: Rich, that was amazing, man. We look forward to your show, buddy. Yeah, dude. Culture shock on Tubi. End of the month. Thanks so much, Rich. Have a good night. Thank
1: you. All right. You guys too. See you later. brother. Bye, Rich. Bye-bye.